Welcome to week seven of the Easy Sports NRL podcast, where we run the rule over every game to give you the best chance to bash your bookies. I'm Louie, and as always, I'm joined by Henry, and the job doesn't get any easier with this round serving up plenty more enthralling contests. All right, welcome back, Henry. Uh, heading into uh, a round seven of the NRL. But, uh, uh, before we dive into the, the footy, uh, I suppose it would be uh, appropriate for us uh, uh, to tip the hat and uh, say Vale to uh, one of the great callers of the game, uh, Daryl Eastlake, who uh, unfortunately passed away today. Oh, yes. Uh, I'm for, it, is a, it is a great tragedy for Rugby League. And, uh, but, I'd, but instead of being sad, I'd, uh, I, think it's been, I, I would like to think that we as Rugby League fans should spend a moment to reflect that uh, the world of Rugby League is a better, is a better place for the time and love that Daryl Eastlake put into it. Oh, well said. No, I wholeheartedly agree. But moving into the, the footy, we've got, uh, again, several clashes and most likely plenty of upsets to, to come. That uh, Starting tonight with uh, one of the great uh, Sydney derbies uh, with the, the Canterbury Bulldogs versus the Sydney Roosters. And uh, some pretty contrasting fortunes here. The, the Roosters were, were hammered last week while the, the Bulldogs went up to Townsville and uh, claimed a fairly unlikely win over the Cowboys. It was. It was. I mean, well, I, mean, I think, uh, I think uh, calling the uh, the Bulldogs win over the Cowboys uh, unlikely would be the understatement of the year. Uh, I, I think the um, that uh, you know that particular win. Uh, I think the uh, luck was very much uh, on the Bulldogs' side, and uh, and that uh, with the uh, the Cowboys, they're, they seem to be they, they seem to be very dysfunctional in that game, and that was. The, uh, and that's what uh, cost them very dearly in that particular round. And and as for the Roosters, uh, you know, I, I, maybe you know, maybe you know where the magic formula went. I mean, everyone thought that you know Cooper Cronk was going to was going to be the uh, was going to be the uh, the X factor, but uh, he's he's um, pretty much uh, going down the Aaron Woods path, and he, he looks like he could potentially be becoming a white elephant for the uh, Roosters. Big call, calling Cooper Cronk a white elephant. Uh, I will agree that to date it hasn't worked 100%, but um, look, we're already up to round seven, but I still think the, the Roosters are trying to find their, their way in this league, and um, they were just jumped by Souths last week. Um, look, I think the big issue is that they're not getting James Tedesco into the game enough. They've got an absolute live wire, extra playmaker, uh, origin caliber player in the fullback jersey who's just not seeing enough ball or enough spaces. Um, I mean, that doesn't stop you getting nearly 30 points dumped on you. Uh, I think the forward pack uh, probably let them down a little bit against Souths, but um, I'm not getting carried away with a Bulldogs win, nor am I uh, getting too carried away with a Roosters loss, uh, because I, I really can't see anything but a Roosters win here, and the Bulldogs would still have to do a lot to change my mind on that. Well, I'm I'm going the opposite way, and I'm tipping the Bulldogs to uh, to take this one. There you go. Well, yeah, but well, yeah, but I mean, the re- and the reason reason for that is that um, is that uh, I think the Aaron, Aaron Woods, uh, even though I've I've uh, labelled him as being in the uh, I've put him on the in the white elephant on the white on the path of. Uh, being a white elephant, I mean, he's starting to find some. He's starting to find his groove. Uh, slowly starting to get his groove with the Bulldogs, and you can see that that's having a very positive effect on the team. 
and no doubt the uh, no doubt uh, um, uh, in the days leading up to tonight, the uh, Bulldogs have taken uh, a great have taken a lot of time into you know studying the uh, in the, studying the Roosters, and they've no doubt got a few tricks up their sleeve to um, to help them get a uh, a comfortable win. Right, look, on paper, the Dogs do have a wonderful forward pack, and uh, that's how South uh, really got the jump on the Roosters. So uh, if the Dogs can do the same, who knows? Maybe they can get the win. But uh, we'll remain divided on uh, on game number one and uh, move to the first Friday game. And uh, gee whiz, at the start of the season, you wouldn't think this would be match of the round. But uh, here we are, Warriors versus Dragons. Uh, the two teams are riding high at the top of the ladder, um, albeit the Warriors did suffer their first loss of the season last week. But uh, mm-hmm. This match is at Mount Smart Stadium in New Zealand, and uh, shapes to be a cracker. Oh, they're, they're, well, in terms of in terms of game of the round, I would I would go so far as to also call this uh, you know, this game a, a clash of the titans between uh, St George Illawarra and and uh, the New Zealand Warriors. Um, I, um, <laughs> I I think the the Warriors suffering their first loss is going to be going to have a positive effect on them coming into this game because um, it's brought them it's brought them down to earth and it's uh, going to serve as a reminder of what hubris can do uh, if you are if you allow it to get the better of you uh, but uh, and uh, but uh, when you think about it, when you look at St George Illawarra they seem to be just I mean maybe it's just me but they they're ticking off the boxes every Every game that they're going into, and they seem to, be, and and when you're ticking off all the boxes, you, know, you, you you're doing something right. And uh, from for my for, for my personal pick, I'm actually going with the uh, this uh, with the dragons uh, feasting on uh, flame grilled warriors. Well, we might be doing our listeners a disservice this week because I'm going to disagree. I'm going to, I'm going to go with the Warriors. But um, look, there's only two reasons I can go with that. I find these two teams um, to both be in fantastic touch. Even though the Warriors lost last week, uh, one week doesn't make a season. Um, but there's two elements that stand out for me. The fact that this is in New Zealand and the fact that there has been reports of a, a, a bit of illness coming through the Dragons camp and uh, a player or two restricted in their training uh, perhaps might suffer from a little bit of fitness, a bit a little bit of extra travel, um, the home ground advantage. I'm just going to think those tip me over the line in a very close one for the Warriors to win. Yeah. Okay. Another big clash on Friday night, um, the Brisbane Broncos versus the Melbourne Storm. And, oh boy, haven't the mind games already begun with uh, rumours swirling that Craig Bellamy is uh, poised to succeed Wayne Bennett at uh, the Broncos, possibly as soon as next year. And Wayne Bennett, a great man himself, he walked out of a press conference today, sick of the questions and blaming the journos. Do you think he's rattled, mate? It's... Uh, when when you look at someone like Wayne Bennett, he's he's you know, there's no denying he has an incredibly successful career. Yeah, he's had an incredibly successful career uh, as a uh, as a rugby league coach. Um, however, I I mean I, I don't want I, I'm going to play devil's advocate and and say that uh, it's safe to say that he's slowly starting to um you can clearly see that the new generation of of coaches is uh, coming is coming. Uh, is is coming into their own, and a lot of the things, a lot of the, the a lot of the t- st- tactics, and a lot of the uh, approaches that he's taken the rugby league, these would have been uh, these are things that the, the new generation of coaches would have studied meticulously, 
and and then that's what's uh, uh, causing uh, Wayne Bennett to uh, to lose games quite badly. And uh, and as for the rumours of Craig Bellamy uh, moving moving to the Broncos, it doesn't surprise me actually because there's only so um, you know you can only uh, uh, be at a club for as long as as long as you can. But uh, you know if uh, if if the Broncos are willing to put good money on the table to to get him on board, well you know. Well, what what can you do? <laughs> On the footy side of things, uh, the Storm really bounced back to um, a bit of champagne form last week, uh, absolutely running the cleaners through the, the Newcastle Knights. Uh, it appears the move to uh, to take Brodie Croft out of the side for a spell and inject Riley Jacks was, uh, was a good one. Um, and this is a fantastic forward pack the Storm have. Uh, look, the Broncos will persevere with Jack Bird in the halves with uh, Cody Nicarima to come off the bench as it currently stands. Um, uh, still question marks over the Broncos for me. Great win by them last week, but um, an even better one by the Storm. Um, and I think the Storm are going to start to perhaps find a bit of form and uh, the Broncos may have a little bit of a wobble here. Um, so I, I'm going to lean towards the Storm. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to tip the, tip the Storm as well. Uh, because uh, after you could see from uh, Melbourne's win against Newcastle last weekend that uh, there's there's that the the foundations for the uh, the next generation are already in place, and uh, and they found a really good and they found a really good uh, a really good combination of bringing in bringing in new blood whilst also retaining retaining the veterans. Uh, as as for uh, as for the Broncos. They've got a. Uh, the, the, you can still you can see that they're still uh, working on diversifying their their lineup every week, which is uh, which does have its advantages. Um, uh, however, I, I don't think that diversity will be enough to uh, to secure a win against the likes of the Melbourne Storm. So I'm tipping Melbourne. Yeah, look, uh, I agree totally. And uh, look, moving on to Saturday, we've spoken about some pretty good teams this year. Uh, in the Warriors and the Dragons, and uh, we'll obviously get to uh, the Tigers uh, a little bit later. But uh, a side perhaps that's going under the radar a little bit is the South Sydney Rabbitohs, who, uh, it has to be said, are playing some pretty fantastic football at the moment. And uh, they're coming up against the Canberra Raiders um, uh, this week, uh, up at Gosford this match. Um, uh, do you think the Rabbitohs uh, will continue that role on? Oh, the, the Rabbitohs will be, uh, will be bouncing on a few Raiders' heads on Saturday night. Yeah, much like Jack White, and if you believe the rumours, yes, they'll be bouncing on some Raiders' heads. Um, in, in, in terms of what the both the Rabbitohs and Raiders Raiders have brought to the table uh, in the uh, in the in, in the season so far, you can clearly you can clearly see that uh, Souths are in a class of the in. Um, uh, in a class of their own, and they and they certainly make the uh, the Canberra Raiders look like a bunch of amateurs. Uh, when you can consider the uh, all the uh, all the dramas that they've had um, on the field, but uh, but you know, um, but in terms of how much of a win this will be, um, I'm actually thinking this could be potentially be a tight one because uh, if there's one thing that the Canberra Raiders are good at is that when their backs to the wall. They really know how to uh, push back with uh, a real ferocity <laughs> that can uh, that can take a get, take a, their opposing t- team well and truly off guard. So um, I mean, although I'm tipping the Rabbitohs, I'm going to say by a margin of say one to two points. 
Yeah, so the Raiders are pretty good at losing games by uh, one to two points. So uh, you could be very much onto a winner there. Um, look, it's the Raiders, yes, they celebrated a win last week, but it has to be said, Parramatta barely fired a shot uh, in anger. It's going to be uh, interesting to see how the Raiders do stand up against some uh, some quality opposition in the Rabbitohs, who, who are quality opposition now. They're, they're clicking across the board, and... Uh, uh, especially their hooker, Damian Cook, who has now entered the origin conversation, is in uh, in fantastic form. And uh, I've been really happy to see the form of their veteran, John Sutton, as well in the second row. He's been playing a very tough, uncompromising brand of football. And uh, when you tie that in with the, the Burgess brothers uh, and players like Jason Clark coming off the bench, it's a, it's a very rugged pack and very hard to stop. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm going to tip the Rabbitohs. And, uh, look, going by Raiders' form, let's say by one or two points. Yeah, but, uh, well, I think, well, I think if, if the Raiders have to, if the Raiders stand a chance, if the Raiders do want the opportunity to get the win, uh, they're certainly going to have to uh, work on <laughs> work on um, how, how they come, come up against the big four, which is the Burgess brothers, uh, Greg Inglis and Dane Guy-Guy. Because certainly those uh, having those four people together, uh, I mean, I've, I've always said that from the beginning. I mean, those uh, those uh, those players, they've got the potential to become the uh, the next uh, the next magical combination uh, after uh, after the big three of Billy Slater, Cooper Cronk, and uh, Cameron Smith. Now, moving on to the next game of Saturday, we've got uh, again two teams of. Uh, who got uh, some pretty opposing results uh, last week. Uh, the Knights were absolutely flogged by the Melbourne Storm, but, uh, geez, the Tigers, they, they were exquisite against Manly, absolutely uh, annihilated them up in, uh, in Gladstone, which was uh, uh, fantastic to see. Do you, can you see the Knights bouncing back? Uh, they did face a pretty tough Storm outfit, but uh, they don't have an easy challenge here either. No, no, not with uh, when when you consider the, uh, the, uh, the 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 skill and the grace in which uh, Benji Marshall has had his uh, command of the field. I think it's going to be the Knights are going to really struggle uh, against against uh, the tricks that uh, Benji Marshall can pull out of his hat. I think if the uh, if the Knights stand a chance chance of making a uh, making a, of being within a uh, a good win, they're going to have to uh, really hit the ti- hit the Tigers very hard and very fast to um to make sure to uh, to get those opportunities early in the game because if they allow the West Tigers to dominate uh, dominate too early, um, they're just going to run rough shot all over the Knights. Yeah, I think that will be the case as well. Uh, hitting the hitting the Tigers hard is easier said than done when you've got players like Ben Matalino in the the form that he's in, uh, as well as the rest of the forward pack. And look, Josh Reynolds is injured again. Uh, looks like he's out for at least another month. Uh, blessing in disguise for the Tigers. Uh, you know, all due respect and sympathy to to Josh Reynolds, a uh, good bloke, uh, a great competitor, but. Uh, his absence has allowed Marshall and Brooks to form a, a wonderful and formidable halves combination that uh, now, amazingly, has Benji Marshall in calculations to end a six-year exodus from the New Zealand side, while Luke Brooks is being talked about uh, seriously for state of origin. Uh, after all those uh, years of a, a misplaced potential, uh, he looks like he's finally becoming the player that uh, that people thought he could have been earlier in his career. Um 
Uh, I, I think this will be a very fast game. Um, players like Kalen Ponga will come into the equation for the Knights. Could be a high-scoring match, but uh, certainly I think the Tigers have too much class in, in key positions uh, to be too heavily troubled by the Knights. Yes, well, they, and that's why I'm tipping the, uh, the West Tigers to be, uh, to, be, uh, to be beating the Knights on, on a good level, on a good margin. Uh, yep, moving, sure. moving into the, the final match of, uh, of Super Saturday, uh, we've got the Queensland derby between uh, North Queensland and, and the Gold Coast Titans. And, uh, Henry, it has to be said, the, the Cowboys are really drinking from the last chance saloon here with, uh, with one win from their first six games. Uh, if they can't find victory here, their season's all but done. Oh, well... It, it, well, you, you've got to be wondering what's, go, what's going through the minds of the uh, of the coaching staff at the Cowboys at the moment. I mean, things still seem to be pretty dysfunctional. I mean, while they've got a uh, a, sol- a solid uh, roster of players to work with, uh, they, they seem to be going through the going through the paces of just tr- trying little variations here and there, um, hoping for a quick fix. When what they really need is to look at some long term changes that all that they can um, that they can that they can work with to evolve them into a better side and uh, and while and and going up against the Titans the Titans for the Titans it's it can be both a uh, an advantage and a disadvantage it can be an advantage because uh, it, it may open some opportunities for uh, the Titans to 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 get a uh, to get a very tight win, um, but at the same time, it could also uh, present uh, the Titans with something completely different that they're not prepared for, so they could end up getting a, uh, a tight loss. Um, my, my prediction is that the Cowboys will be las- will be lassoing the uh, Titans, although I'm not. Although it, it will be it will be a tight game. In fact, I'll go so far as to say Golden Point. Well, I'm going to agree with the result, but not the margin, Henry, because, uh, look, the, the one thing I could put my finger on with the Cowboys is the fact that the, the first six rounds have been dominated talk, uh, with talk over whether Paul Green is going to continue on as coach. Uh, I think this has been a heavy distraction for the Cowboys. Uh, I think the primary distraction, uh, players not knowing where they're going next year or you know, contract talks stalling. Uh, it doesn't take much in the NRL era. Um, it shouldn't have done this much damage. But anyway, Paul Green has re-signed. He's staying on at the Cowboys, so we have that certainty in place. I think the Titans are walking into a good old-fashioned trap here, and I think the Cowboys are, are going to thrash them. No, Absolutely. Now, on to Sunday, and uh, talking about battlers, the Parramatta Eels versus the Manly Seagulls. Uh, oh, gee whiz. Uh, uh, the Parramatta Eels, if the Cowboys are struggling, well, the Eels are dead set down and out. Uh, can you see any way they can engineer a win here? Um, no, no. Because uh, now that, uh, now that uh, we've got uh, Manly has uh, done a bit of house cleaning without naming names... I think that's going to have a uh, positive effect on their morale, and um, and given that uh, Parramatta seems to be dysfunctional on every level, um, I, th- I think it's safe to say that, uh, that if if Manly can uh, can uh, can can take the lead uh, early on in the early on in the uh, game, this will be a Manly win. I will name names: uh, Jackson Hastings, the player at the centre of the 
the Manly Seagulls furor at the moment, I think he's the reason Parramatta are going to win this week. Because the things that have come to light throughout the week, uh, things aren't as cut and dried as they perhaps appeared earlier in the week. Uh, it just seemed like we had a bit of a bad egg and Jackson Hastings. Players said, get out, mate, and that was uh, the be-all and end-all. But now we have players going to the, the Rugby League Players Association and uh, they're putting their uh, names uh, on the record saying that we want Jackson at our club. We're happy to play with him. Uh, we didn't ask for him to be dumped to reserve grade. We have genuine dissension in the ranks here and a genuine division at the club with guess who at the centre? Daly Jerry Evans. Once again, he has to be one of the most divisive blokes in rugby league. Uh, he, he seems like such a nice bloke to us mugs in the public. But so often we see him at the centre of things like this. Previously, we've heard that uh, he wasn't... Uh, wasn't best mates with key people in the Maroon squad, which was uh, hampering his origin career. And now we have this Jackson Hastings saga. Uh, you have to worry, wonder, you know, where there's smoke, is there fire? Look, if this playing roster is divided, then I'm going to give Parramatta every chance to win. And on, on that basis, I am tipping Parramatta to get their first win of the season. From Manly or Hawk teams? From Manly. Oh wow! Okay, well we'll have to. Well, I mean, I I do admit the, that with uh, Daly Cherry Evans, he is a uh, you are you are right. He is a very polarizing figure, which which uh, would would explain the uh, reluctance of a lot of NRL of a lot of NRL sides to consider having him on their roster. But uh, you know, but, but you know, but they they say there's two sides to every story. And uh, now, until we uh, until we see what uh, the man himself has to say, we can't really pass judgment. But uh, but even though but even though it is a divisive side, I mean, I mean, we're looking at a you know a divisive team in Manly, a dysfunctional side in Parramatta. Uh, Parramatta just doesn't seem to be learning <laughs> learning their learning their lessons week after week, um, and that's why I'm tipping Manly to t- walk away with this one. Yeah, you're probably right. It's hard to tip Parramatta on any form-based measure. But, uh, look, certainly they can't go the whole season winless, so uh, I'll take a punter's chance and stick with the Eels. Okay. Now, the final match of the round, uh, the halfback Swapsies uh, clubs, uh, Cronulla Sharks versus Penrith Panthers. Uh, I certainly know who got the better deal out of that halfback swap. Isn't James Maloney in some kind of form? Oh, he is. He is. I mean, maybe, maybe it was just a change of scenery he needed to really come into his own. Uh, I think, in terms of this particular game, um, I, I think it's safe to. I, I would go so far as to say that these are two very evenly matched sides. Uh, in that they've they've both got uh, their unique their unique factors. They've got the the stuff that's working well for them. They're both they one one advantage they've both got is that they're identifying uh, problems that they've got and they're and they're addressing them. So this is going to be a very evenly matched uh, contest. It, it could well be. Um, I think Paul Gallon will be a, obviously a key out for uh, uh, Cronulla. The the meters he gets through is. Is vitally important. We've seen Matt Pryor step up in the past, and I think Cronulla supporters would probably like to see a little bit more out of Andrew Fafida um, in this match, uh, especially with players like Regan Campbell Gillard uh, uh, playing so well for the for the Panthers. Uh, I'm going to lean towards the Panthers, though. Uh, I think just the the way Maloney has been steering the ship uh, uh, 
is just hard to counter, and uh, I still think there's a little bit of dysfunction in this Sharks uh, spine with um, with Matt Moylan in the halves with Chad Townsend and uh, and Dugan at fullback. Um, I think they lack a little bit of cohesiveness, and uh, I think the meters they'll uh, they'll lose through the um, Paul Gallen being out will. Uh, put them at a slight disadvantage as well. So I'll lean towards Penrith to win the final match of the round. Oh, and uh, and you're preaching to the choir there because I'm, uh, I'm tipping Penrith to walk away with this one. Wonderful. Well, Henry, as always, thank you very much for your time, mate. And uh, let's, you. let's look forward to uh, a great round of footy. And uh, we've got a few opposing tips this week. It should be a great chat next week. It will be a very good chat next week.